Amen. Thank you, Bryson, for leading those songs, beautiful songs this morning, reflecting on our Lord. He is alive. Amen. Our God, he is alive. You know, thinking about a walk to remember, thinking about this phrase, just want you to know that uh, Guan and Blackerby and the family, I want you to know that we're thinking of you, praying for you. And we don't want you to walk through this alone. The church here is walking along with you and praying for you and your family at this time. As also, you may see the term, a walk to remember. You might be thinking about the movie. And if you've ever seen that before, perhaps you cry at the end as she's walking down the aisle. There's different moments when we think about a walk in the life of somebody. Perhaps you're thinking about a time in your life when you graduated and perhaps walked across that line and received the diploma. Or perhaps you received a certain honor or reward or award and you walked across the stage to do that. A lot of times we think about, as celebrities do, they walk down the red carpet. And we got red, car- red, red maroon carpet here, okay? Something like it. And if we see, think about that moment. But you know there's other times of different kinds of walks also. And there's those moments when we feel like we're walking alone. When nobody is around one of us. In fact, the women's class had a book that they were studying from this past quarter. Called, talked about when women walk alone. But you know, there's other times when we also think about it. I don't know about you, but when you got a lot of things going on in your life, a lot of times you go say, hey, I need to go take a walk, right? I need to get my head straight and things like that. And a lot of times when that is going on and when that is happening, we understand something is going on in our lives. And if there's somebody that knows and sees and is attentive to what's going on, they understand and they see that and they don't want us to walk alone. A lot of times our wives, men, if they see us not doing well, they may call somebody and say, hey, talk to Mark. He needs some encouragement or men to their wives or any any brother or sister in Christ that sees another one struggling. Hey, I know somebody that could go and talk to that person because we do not want them to feel and know that they have to walk alone. I think about Ben, folks and the people in Ghana, when they walk, when the men walk and they decide they want to talk to each other, right, Ben? They grab the other man's hand and they walk and they walk holding hands, talking about things of life, talking about things that are going on, things that are happening in their lives, asking for prayers, asking for direction, asking for wisdom as they walk along together. And I think about when I was in Brazil, I had some very close friends of mine, Luis, Josue, and many others also. And I know that many times in their lives, when I was walking alone, they walked with me and I walked with them. And this past week, I really felt a little bit long, far away. Because one of my brothers, Luis, his mother is not doing so well, going through lots of different things right now. In her life, and he has lots of other things happening in his life with other family members. Lots of things happening at this very moment. How I wish I could be there to walk along with him. And so I called him the other day as he was going to visit his mother in the hospital. And as I was talking to him, he said, well, Mark, you know, I'm heading up to the hospital and Josue is here with me. And I was so happy to hear somebody was with my brother in Christ to walk along that time. Brothers and sisters, I want you to know there was a walk that we can remember that happened many years ago. And I asked Tim last week if he preached on this because I wanted to make sure I didn't preach on it again, perhaps. Or if I did, just a different take on it. But as we think about this walk that's going on, I want us to think about what's going on in the lives of these people. They had just heard and seen that Christ had been crucified. They had been waiting for him to come back. They had been waiting for him to take over. And yet he died, 
was buried at that very moment. And let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 24 as we start to look in this together. In Luke chapter 24, as we look on the road that they were walking, a walk to remember on the walk to Emmaus. In, John chapter, in Luke chapter 24, verse 4, 13, it says this. Now that same day, this is talking about the day that Jesus had risen from the dead. That same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened as they talked and discussed these things with each other. And I want you to think about that. They were what? Walking together. God doesn't want you to walk alone. Ecclesiastes Ecclesiastes chapter 4 says, it is better two than one. If one falls down, the other one can pick him up and go on and continue talking. And imagine the discussion that they were having about the things that had happened. All their hopes and all their plans of, of who Jesus was and what was going on and what was happening. Diminished, changed when he died on the cross and the things that they were thinking. And I want us to think of that as we go through this part here. I want you to know something. You know, there's something that I still do today that when I feel, or not even when I feel down, because I like to do it when I feel high and in the respect of joyful, feel the presence of the Lord. I like to do what's called a CMR, okay? Some of you may know what that means. That means chocolate milk run, okay? When I was in college, me and some other guys, you know, in college, we would go and, you know, we were in college and this was after I converted and it was in the campus ministry and things. And well, we stayed up a little bit late at night sometimes. And they said, well, let's go out for a chocolate milk run. Now I can tell you this, as you know, because of my feet, it's not talking about literally running. Okay. I wouldn't get out anywhere. They said, in fact, two of, two of my friends, they like to run a lot. So I said, I'll go with you on the bicycle once. And so they ran and I went with them on the bike. And the next time they ran, I didn't even want to go with them on the bike again. <laughs> okay. But we would do this. What, what, what happened in this though? What is it? When somebody would say sometimes, hey, we need to go take a CMR or a chocolate milk run. It means I got something I need to talk about. Well, we go to Walmart or wherever it was, buy our chocolate milk, drive around, drink the chocolate milk and talk about life. Okay. To encourage one another, to help each other get through different things that we were going on in our lives at that time and things like that. But what I want us to remember this morning, the very first thing is it says on here, walk along with someone. If I was trying to apply this to our lives and to your lives every day, the very first thing I want you to do is find someone that you can talk to. You know what? When we're going through hard times, the devil wants us to think that we're alone. He wants to think that I can't talk to anybody about what's going on in my life. And God is saying, no, I want to walk along with you. But not only that, you have brothers and sisters that are willing to walk around with you. Now, I don't know about you this last week. There was a prayer request made. Okay. And and I've also prayed for something before. And Chuck Lee would tell me, Mark, I'm upset with you. Why? Because you were going through this and you didn't ask me to pray for you. Okay, okay, I understand, Chuck. Well, help me to walk. And when I need to walk and I feel that need, I'm needing that walk to remember that you will walk along with me. Man, what a great and awesome thought. Find someone who can talk to you. Find someone who can encourage you. Because you know what? Life happens and sometimes things happen that we don't understand. We don't understand. We try to make our plans. Have you ever made plans and they turned out otherwise? 
in a way you didn't think, the way you wanted it to plan, the way you wanted it to happen, it didn't happen. Man, it is good to have somebody to talk to and let, you know, and let them know what you're going through so that you can let, get it off of your chest and not only get it off of your chest, allow them to encourage you by praying for you, walking along with you. It's a walk, this life that we have. It's not a run, it's a walk each and every single day as we see this. But as uh, what I want us to think of as we do this, as we walk, find someone to walk along with someone, Jesus, I want you to know, walks alongside you. And Jansen, if you could put up that up, Jesus walks alongside you. Now, sometimes we may not even recognize it. Sometimes we may not even know it, but we understand it. Paul would say when he was talking to the, uh, in Athens to the people who had made many gods, he said, this God that you made is not far from any of us. He said, for even your own poets have said, in him we move and have, in him we move and have our being, understanding that we walk because of who the Lord is, because he is not far from us. He is close to us. If we draw near to him, the Lord will draw near to us. But look in these verses as we look together and look what's happening as we go through these verses. In chapter 24, at verse 15, as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood, they stood still, faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. Can you see what's happening here? Can you imagine what's going on at this moment as Jesus is walking along? He is not far from us. And as Jesus is walking along, he's asking them, what is going on and what is happening? And as he's going along, look at this, this, look at their faces. Their faces were what? Happy? No. Downcast. Sorrowful. And when Jesus asked, what's happened? And they say, you mean you haven't heard about what happened in Jerusalem? The things that have occurred, the things that are happening at this very moment, at this very time? In the hardest times in our lives, we need to remember who Jesus is. You know, at this very moment, they said these words here about Jesus of Nazareth. He was a prophet, powerful in word, deed for before God and all the people. Chief priests and rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to re- redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. Look at the downcast. Look how they felt. They said, we had hoped that he was the one of Israel. At this very moment, they're hopeless. At this very moment, they don't know where they're going as they're walking along. But they're walking together, talking together, discussing with each other. What is going on? What is happening? And Jesus comes along and he says, and and he doesn't allow them to recognize him. And he says, what's going on and what's happening? And they say, this Jesus was powerful in word and deed and other people. He was a prophet. But what they had forgotten to understand that Jesus is more than a prophet. Amen. 
Jesus is more than just any Moses. Jesus is more than Elijah, as we talked about in our class this morning, talking about the transfiguration. Jesus is the Son of God. Listen to His voice. Listen to Him. And as Jesus is saying these words, they have lost hope because they forgot who Jesus said and the promises that Jesus had made. And he says it over and over again. They said it over and over again that he would die. Remember when Jesus was alive. How many times? In Mark, he said three times. The son of man is going to die. He's going to be buried. And he will raise again. And not only that happened. These two disciples, along with the others, were still there on the third day. Third day in the morning, the women had already came. What should be the logical thought? Jesus has risen from the dead. But they were so downcast. They were so saddened because Jesus had died on the cross that even when the women came, it didn't make sense to them. Look what it says in addition in verse 22. Some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning but didn't find his body. They came and told us that he had seen a vision of angels. They had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found out just as the woman had said, but they did not see Jesus. The logical conclusion is he must have risen from the dead. But they were downcast. Their hearts, as Jesus will say, were heavy and perhaps even hardened. But you know what? Jesus wants to reveal himself to us. And Jesus has given us something so great and Jesus is saying, and I know for me in my, in, my, in my walk with Christ, I used to think I walked with him when I never read the Bible. But when I read the Bible, I understand that Jesus truly does want to walk with me, and he truly reveals who he is as the Son of God. And look what it says here in these verses here in verse 25. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all the prophets have spoken. Did, you, did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in the scriptures concerning himself. You know what Jesus has called us to do? To trust in his word. When you're walking in doubt, when you're walking in anguish, when you're walking in joy, when you're walking in suffering, when you're walking in 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 hard times in your life, be it physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually, however it is that you're walking and you feel that you're alone, go back to God's word. Go back to his scriptures. They give you hope. They lead you to Jesus. And it should burn in our hearts when we read the word of God. That it burns in our hearts to know and understand who we have in Jesus Christ. Paul, who walked along with Timothy... As a, as a father and a son would say, Timothy, fan in the flame the gift of God. What God has given you. Don't forget what you've been given. Fan it into flame. You know what he needs to fan into flame? I need brothers and sisters to walk with me. To encourage me. To remind me who God is. That he is alive, as we sang earlier. And that he is with us. But not only that, as we see this and we think of this and we see this moment so special for these two men as Jesus is talking to them, as they are listening to him and their hearts begin to burn in them saying, who is this? Is this Jesus? Who is it this talking about? And can you imagine the Bible study, Ralph? Can you imagine that Bible study? Jesus began with Moses and all the prophets and led him 
to talk about the Messiah himself. Just as 1 Peter chapter 1 said, all the prophets examined the times and places and circumstances when the things that they were prophesying would come true. The suffering of the Christ and the glories that would follow. And he says that you and I have had the opportunity to hear that by those who have preached the gospel. The word of God. Jesus calls us to trust in him. So when you're walking, trust in God. Trust in his word. Have a brother or sister close to you to walk along with you. And never forget that Jesus is the bread of life. Amen. Look at it, he says, as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on, on, on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So they went and stayed with him. Or, so he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked to us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Jesus revealed himself when he took the bread and gave thanks. Amen. Jesus had taken the bread and given thanks and had fed the 5,000. Jesus had taken the bread again and gave thanks and had fed the 4,000. And he also said to his disciples after that, Do you understand what I've done? How many basketfuls did you have from the 5,000? 12. How many basketfuls did you have from the 4,000? 7. Do you not see that I am complete? Do you not see that I am the Son of God? That is who I am. And then he will ask Peter or the disciples in John chapter 6 when he talks about him being the bread of life, the bread that came from heaven. And he will ask them, who do you say I am? For many didn't want to believe it. And Jesus says, where can we go? Only you have the words of eternal life. Jesus revealed himself. Revealed himself. Because he is the bread of life. He is the resurrection and the life as he revealed himself to the Samaritan woman. Jesus is wanting to walk along with us. Jesus is walking beside us if we look to him. So the first two things, walk along with someone. Don't walk alone. Remember that Jesus walks alongside you. And remember that he is wanting you to trust in him and trust in his word. And when you don't recognize it at the time, continue trusting in him. And when you do recognize it and you recognize how Jesus has taken care of you again, have you ever had God's providence in your life? You understand what that is? You see afterwards, Lord God, now I understand. Now I know it was a hard time. It was something I was going through. But now, Lord, you have refined me. You have made me better. You have made me what you want me to be, Lord. And sometimes that happens. When, and it, it always will happen if we trust in the Lord. But this is the part that we want to remember. When they walked alongside each other, and when they recognized who Jesus was, they had a restored hope. They had a restored purpose in their lives. Look what it says here in verse 33. It says this, 
They got up and returned at once in Jerusalem, to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. The third point. Walk along and talk about Jesus. When you realize that he has revealed himself once again in your lives. Walk along and talk about Jesus. Look what it says. They got up and returned to Jerusalem. Wow. Walking that way. Sad. Can you imagine their talk as they were walking downcast? With nothing much to say. I can't believe this. I can't believe this. I can't believe this. Jesus receives himself, reveals himself to them. And now they go back. And I believe when they walk back, they're not walking downcast anymore. Can you imagine the change of the conversation from before and after when Jesus revealed himself to them? And when they recognized that it was Jesus, they wanted to go and tell others, Jesus certainly did raise from the dead. Return to hope. Return to life and return to tell what the Lord has done in their lives. Brothers and sisters, Matthew 28, verse 18, 20, we understand is the great commission. And when he says this, and Jesus says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go and make disciples. And sometimes we take this go as go far. But what it's really saying is, as you go. As you walk, go and make disciples. I'm thankful that somebody was walking and talked to me about Jesus. There are other people here who are thankful that as they were walking on this journey of life, they understood and found somebody that was walking and talked to them about Jesus. And now if you have learned about who Jesus is and know who he is and you have life in Jesus Christ, now you get to go and we get to go walk as we're walking, as we're going to talk about Jesus. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to command, obey all things that I've commanded. And lo, I'm with you to the end of this age. What a promise the Lord has made. You know, to sum up this moment and this picture up here, I don't know when you saw this picture at first and it had the words I walk to remember if it was just about the movie or maybe you were thinking about that poem, Footprints in the Sand, as we think about that. And I want us to think about that at this very moment. I'm going to read this poem because I tell you what, you know, I have seen the picture of footprints on the sand everywhere. I don't know about you. Oh, I see a picture of of sand with feet. Oh, it's footprints in the sand. Oh, it's about this. It's about that. I know what it's about, but you know what? I don't know. I've never read it. Oh, it's about, well, you know, Jesus, this, this. Okay, I understand. But I never just read it. Well, I'm going to read it. Okay. I hope you can understand my, my voice this morning. Here we go. I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord. And across the sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One belonged to me and the other to the Lord. When the last scene of my life flashed before us, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed there many times along the path of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I also noticed that it happened at the very lowest and saddest times in my life. This really bothered me. And I questioned the Lord about it. Lord, 
You said that once I decided to follow you, you would walk with me all the way. But I have, not, I have noticed that during the most troublesome times in my life, there is only one set of footprints. I don't understand why in times when I needed you most, you should leave me. The Lord replied, my precious, precious child, I love you. And I would never, never leave you during your times of trial and suffering. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. It was then that I carried you. Jesus wants to walk with us. He carried and took our sins to the cross so that we may walk with him and may walk with the Father. Truly, as we're about to sing, there is a fountain free for you and me. And the greatest walk you can ever do is walking to give your life to the Lord. To say yes, that Jesus is Lord to be immersed in the water for the forgiveness of your sins and to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What an awesome thought. What a walk that is made in that very moment. I remember the day I decided to give my life to the Lord, as I told before, and all those who were there going as we were going to that place. And I see pictures, if you see pictures on the internet, you see the old days, you know, those black and white pictures, people walking to the river, walking to places. To be immersed into Christ. Why is that so powerful until today? Because there's a walk saying, yes, I'm no longer walking for me, but I'm walking for Christ. I'm no longer walking for the flesh, but I'm called to walk by the Spirit. Lord God, help me to walk by the Spirit. If this morning you have not given your life to the Lord, we encourage you to give your life to the Lord and walk by the Spirit of God. And as you walk by the Spirit of God, know that you are not walking alone. Find brothers and sisters in Christ who will walk with you. And remember that Jesus is alongside you and continue to trust in Him and continue to look at His Word. And remember that when you do that and when we have that opportunity to know the confidence of His Word, that we continue to walk along and tell others about Jesus. There's a fountain free. For you and me, will you decide today to walk with Jesus? If you want to walk with Jesus, come as we stand and sing. We hope by listening to this lesson, you have found a better understanding of the Bible. And through that better understanding, find a closer relationship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our living Savior. If you have any questions or desire more information, please feel free to contact us here at the Dangerfield, Texas Church of Christ. You can find us at dfield.org. That's D-F-I-E-L-D-C-O-C dot O-R-G. Or you can email at dfieldcoc779 at aol.com. Or you can call us at 903 645 If you are local to the Dangerfield area, we would love an opportunity to meet you and encourage you in person at 818 West W.M. Watson Boulevard, Dangerfield, Texas, 75638. Our meeting times are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Bible class and 10.30 a.m. for worship service, Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for worship service, and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. for our midweek Bible class. 
Grace and peace be with you always.